Welcome to North of the Shire, your podcast on all things Lord of the Rings. Although at this stage of the game, I kind of think it's mostly about the Middle Earth strategy battle game by Games Workshop. I'm your host, Don, and this is episode 45. I'm here once again with Andrew Brock, my regular co-host. How are you doing, Andrew? Doing all right. I do apologize for the squealing in the background. It's uh, good old Bando Brass waking up and enjoying <laughs> his toast in the morning. He does certainly love it. <laughs> like any good hobbit would love their toast. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, it's a regular thing. North of the Shire comes with a little squealing these days. That's right. It's the it's one thing as a father, as a new father, I'm like... I can put up with anything. I can put up if he poops in his pants. I can put up with anything. That squeal, mm, that hits a point. It reminds yeah. me of the scene in Jaws, where like the, the guys, like um, the shark hunters, like I'll kill that shark for you. But to get everyone's attention, he like scratches on the chalkboard, and oh, I'm yeah. just like, oh. it's that scene for me. Quinn, every day. <laughs> Quinn, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. we're gonna do uh, a little quick uh, catch up which will be short because, you know, hey, I think it's only been three weeks since we put out our last episode or something like I that. Know. So we don't have a you lot know. to report. <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a record um, yeah. a second recording, yeah. Yeah, but it needs to be short because we're on a strict timeline. So this episode is going to be uh, a shorter one. And then we're just going to do a quick talk about the FAQ, just some highlights mm-hmm. on that. And, uh, and then if we have time, I'm going to talk about a, a little something that I've been working on lately called unique warrior profiles for battle companies um and i hope you did the homework that i gave you well you had gave me no context other than find good profiles like like a quality good not like faction good for both good and evil and i'm like hmm all right well i'll put something together here for warriors but the problem was there's a specific points total Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I may have missed the mark on one of my choices. Well, we'll um, see. So we'll see. Let's see if we even get to that segment. <laughs> All righty. I have a feeling we will. Because <laughs> in our catch-up, what did I get done on the Hobbit side, the hobby side? Fat bubkis in the last three yeah, weeks. Okay, good. No, that's actually, that's actually not true. I went to my, uh, for the long weekend, um, I went to my parents' cottage, and I did get a chunk of my models, um, continued to file them. Filing down those mold lines. I oh freaking hate mold lines. So... Here's what happened. I did all the filing of the mold lines. I scrubbed the models clean. I was feeling real good about myself. And then I caught the models in the proper light now that they were cleaned. And I was like, son of a gun, there's still mold lines. And I was <laughs> like, alrighty, I guess we're going back to the uh, the drawing board on this one. So I'm, I've gone through half of them again a second time and really cleaned out any remaining mold lines. So I've got another yeah. half to go. There's a, there's a point at which you just have to say, let's paint this model. The problem is that when you're going with like the zenithal dry, the slap chop method, yeah. having a mold line looks terrible. <laughs> so right on. I'm taking yeah. the Garrett approach to mold lines, which is get rid of them at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. It's, it's always yeah. funny when you talk to Garrett and you're like, so Garrett, where are you in the modeling stage? Mold lines. It's like he yeah, goes from mold lines to a completed model like that. But it's like getting him from nothing to mold lines is like really hard. He He's so concerned about it that like he'll completely 
you know, give up on painting an army because it's taken so long for him to get the models ready to paint. Like two years have now gone by and it's like, yeah, I'm no longer interested in this. I'm just going to sell it. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Garrett, for that reason, Garrett will never play Hobbits. I, I yeah. will put money down that he will never play Hobbits because yeah. he will never get past the mold line stage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you, you worked on uh, Hobbits like you have been for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, for the last month, it's like this happens to me every year at least once. And I get into like a massive painting funk where I'm just absolutely not interested in doing it. And um, <clears throat> so a month has gone by and I have not touched a paintbrush. In fact, um, I finally decided to like forcibly shake myself out of this funk and and yesterday I had yesterday pretty much free so I'm like okay I got some chores to do but I'm also gonna paint a model or two so I forced myself to sit down and uh, watch some YouTube videos uh, some some battle reports and and stuff like that and and I actually painted a couple of models so I Ooh. painted um, just a random converted model that hopefully we'll be talking about later um, mm -hmm. which I sent you pictures of, and also mm -hmm. uh, one of the broodling models. So um, you and I, I both bought, yeah, you and I mm -hmm. actually both bought this the same uh, 3D printed sculpt of a model that is basically the Spider Queen, yeah. um, and it comes with three broodling models, and it just absolutely blows the official model out of mm -hmm. the water in terms of quality. Like, there's absolutely no comparison. And Not only is the quality like three times as good, the price is like a quarter. Yeah, it's just it's like. it's probably one of the best examples of where 3D printed models just absolutely destroy some of the the older models in the range. Now, of course, the mm -hmm. older models in the range do do offer some nostalgic um, you know joy to people or whatever, and so that you can never take that away. But like for a new player. You know that was comparing the two models it would be absolutely no contest um, yeah so anyways so. I uh, one of the things I have been doing is I've been writing a campaign of course for battle companies mm. and um, so I've just gotten to the point now where I'm starting to write the first few missions um, and I'm gonna use some broodlings in those so I thought well Ooh. you know I, I'm gonna paint one of these and see like what colors I'm going to use and how it comes out and whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, I was happy with the way it came out. I essentially just painted the little tiny spiders on their um, yellow using a yellow contrast, the yellow nice. contrast paint. Um, but that's all it needed, I think. And most of the work went into, mm -hmm. you know, the other parts of the of the base. But anyways, yeah. yeah. So I wonder, I, is I, your campaign going to end with them fighting the spider queen in her lair? No, no. Oh. No, um, I, I plan to I plan to um, introduce my my campaign as as one of my topics, I guess, on, on the podcast. But it's it's quite lengthy, so I'll have to be probably doing it in in chunks or, or something um, because it includes a lot of different things. But more on that later. Um, yeah, and I just this morning added those two models that I painted yesterday to my my spreadsheet, and yeah, it's it's been almost a month to the day since I painted a, a previous model. So, so yeah, it's so, been a bit of a break. <laughs> so I have a question. Mm -hmm. 
It's a burning question that all the um, our listeners are going to want to know about. Mm-hmm. TBD Chronicles. TBD. Because I, you pegged me as the guy who's going to hold this whole train up. Okay. <laughs> so I presented. I don't remember what episode it was. It must have been episode twenty-five. I presented the last uh, version of the TBD Chronicles. No, it was episode, like, like three episodes. Ago, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but because we do these episodes so infrequently. Yeah. It's like, you know, like what's going on? Garthur's yeah. finally come back from the afterlife, man. Or he stepped away from it. And we, he, he's like, I'm, I'm itching to like hit some work skull with my axe here. And uh, yeah, I'm getting there. I've, <laughs> I've uh, got made a good start on it. So, you know, might even have it ready for next time. But, you know, oh. I'm not going to push it. It's just going to. It's got to be quality. When it ha- it got to happen when it happens. So exactly. it's, gotta uh, happen it's, when it happens. it's difficult to sit down and do creative writing like Creative writing is something, and I only know this from having read about doing creative writing, um, is that you you have to get into the habit of like writing every day. So mm-hmm. just like painting, like uh, or anything that's a hobby, it's like if you want to get good at it or produce a lot of material, you have to do it. Like you have to do it all the time. So mm-hmm. like if you want to improve on your painting, you have to like sit down and paint at least for half an hour every day. So mm-hmm. for me, like if you want to write. Um, you know, you got to sit down and write for an hour or half an hour every day. And I don't do that. So like for me, the equivalent for me, like, like creative outlet wise is because I spend a fair amount of time in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, I record myself a lot. So when, when mm-hmm. I have, when I have like, cause I always have ideas. So like, I, I'll just turn my phone on and talk at my phone. And mm-hmm. basically that records an idea, um, sometimes short, sometimes long. And mm-hmm. so that's there for me to play back. Right. And and if it's good, I write it down. If it's not, I delete it. <laughs> basically, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that that's one of the ways where I, you know, like th- this particular episode of um, of Oathbound um, it's been hard because you what you did was you continued the story um, by writing a next section, but you didn't <laughs> advance the story. So we're, we're still sort of paused at the end of like the last chapter. So mm-hmm. we don't really know what's about to happen. So that's kind of what I'm trying to sort of jump over that hurdle is develop the plot line for for the next section so it's taking mm-hmm. me a little bit of time to figure out how to do that and what i want to do so so what you've said is um i've taken the easy way out of passing the ball yeah. back to you yeah that's exactly <laughs> what i'm saying okay. <laughs> all right well i think that's the end of the catch-up why don't we move on to our main topic all right FAQ dropped. Oh, okay. I knew it was. I knew it was coming, and you know how I knew it was coming. How do you know? Because I never sent in our questions that we were supposed to send in from the last mm. FAQ. <laughs> That's why they're like, we got to get this in before they send off the questions. We don't want to deal with all those questions. <laughs> well, like it, like anything like that, you talk about it and then you forget about it because it was like when we 
when we presented it and I came up with like a good half a dozen questions and I said, well, I'm not going to send it in right away because you had said, oh, well, let me think about it and maybe I'll send you some questions. And then we actually had a couple of questions come in from listeners as well. Mm -hmm. right? And then when I finally went to like tally it all up and put it together, the document where I had written my questions down on, I had somehow deleted it or misplaced it. Oh, so, no. so now like I had to go find the episode and like I'm starting now to like rewrite all the questions. But now I have like three other questions to add to it. Mm -hmm. um, so I will you send know, it in. But, you know, you should send it in. Here's why. All your questions were battle company based and they didn't yeah. do an FAQ for the battle yeah. companies. Yeah. Right? That's the first thing I looked at when you sent the link. Hey, this is out. And I'm like, right to battle companies. Nothing. <laughs> and you thought they could have asked, they could have answered like, my 10 questions. Boom. Yeah. I have failed. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, apparently I have failed for not getting back to you in an appropriate time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, I did get some other questions, so I will send in the list and okay. we'll see what happens. We have another six months to wait now. So exactly. Yeah. All right. So the format of this FAQ for those who haven't listened to us before when we talk about FAQs is uh, we're going to go through just the major changes yeah. uh, as well as any ones that sort of perk, you know, perk our attention up to anything that affects the meta. So we're not going to be walking yeah, through and things like... And this like, is like a... This is a discussion too, right? It's not like mm -hmm. we've like thoroughly researched, like I haven't pulled out all my rule books and thought like, what's the impact of this going to be? We're just going to talk about it, like shooting from the hip as Andrew likes to say. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we're not going to, we're not going to be covering discussions like if you roll a six with a two handed weapon, can you might it? We're not going to cover that because everyone knows the answer, uh, which that was in the FAQ. We'll cover other things and okay. its impact. Okay, so first let's dive into, let's dive into the buffs, because this FAQ was, they took the sledgehammer into anything and everything. There was not a whole lot of buffs for people. There was a whole lot of nerfs for people, and it okay. nerfed everything, I would say everything good in the meta right now, in some way. Now, I'm not talking like nerfed it into existence, out of existence, mm -hmm. uh, but it gave it a good smack, all right? So let's talk about the buffs. So first and foremost... Dragon Emperor okay. takes one wound from a Sorcerer's Blast. Why so is that was a buff? A, it's that it's, it's a buff. And the reason for that is, um, you know, the Dragon Emperor counts as... The way the Dragon Emperor works is very weird in that it's not a mount, right? Whereas a Sorcerer's Blast would potentially impact a mount differently. Um, mm -hmm. And so this way, it's very clear. It takes one wound from a Sorcerer's Blast. I'll be honest, the Dragon Emperor has an insane amount of... Um, buffs as a result of previous FAQ, this FAQ, um, and its interaction with magic. Magic before the FAQs came out uh, was much stronger against the Dragon Emperor. But anyways, mm -hmm. I, I would have thought that the Dragon Emperor would be would be heading towards a nerf, not not a. Oh God, no, 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 no! They ha they have to sell more units, man. They got to make their break even. Come on now, <laughs> we both know that that's the they're, case. They're not at the point yet where they're gonna apply the nerfs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Got it. Bjornings, the other buff. Okay. Now, the this, for this the was a good one. So this was for the bears. Oh, okay. no, this so, is not the good one. Sorry. No, no. So this is for the bears. So yeah. the crushing strength, brutal power attack continues until Bjorn fails to wound, even if mm -hmm. the wound is saved by fate. Now, I'm pretty sure that's probably how it was played previously, mm -hmm. but having that sort of clarified is a good thing because it then means that Bjorn's like, well, I just need to roll three plus against most things. 
and I'm just going to keep going, and I can mic this role. So yeah. So is this yeah. basically people were saying, well, I I stopped your your brutal power attack because I made a fate roll. Exactly. And then yeah. We and then, for then, a no, no. Even if you make the fate roll, I still wounded you, so I keep going. Yeah. So theoretically, against really like I would say like defense seven, defense eight models uh-huh. um, that are maybe like for example like Gilgalad, right? Three wounds, one fate. If mm-hmm. I'm Bjorn and I and let's assume a minute for a minute here that Bjorn didn't charge. If I'm Bjorn, I'm like maybe I just brutal crush, you know, the crushing uh, strength, yeah. brutal power attack, and I probably with enough, fit, you know, might if I need to, probably get four or five wounds on Gilgalad just outright kill him. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. Yeah. I have a bit. I have a bit of a problem with that brutal power attack ever since Bjorn used it to kill a Mumak oh, in one shot. Yeah. It's like, okay, so there probably should be some models in the game where this does not work because of the size of the thing. <laughs> to, to me, it should be man-sized or smaller because yeah. here's the thing. It, with a Mumak, it's like Bjorn's like a dog humping the Mumak's leg. It's not going to kill <laughs> yeah. a Mumak. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can oh. you picture that? Just picture yeah. the bear against the leg, oh, 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 like yeah. gyrating. Well, maybe tears the leg off and therefore kills the mumak. I don't know. Oh come on! Get, get yeah, out no, of here. I don't. I don't think it's appropriate. There should be, uh, and it's it's interesting that you mentioned the phrase "man-sized" because that was one of the questions that came in from one of the listeners, is asking for a better definition in the rules of what "man-sized" is. Um, because it's mentioned um, several times in the rules, but not defined anywhere. Like, obviously, you immediately think that a man-sized model is a model on a 25-millimeter base, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't say that. Like, so, like, what happens when that model is now mounted? Is it still a man-sized model or not? Mm -hmm. I don't think it is, but, you know, there seems to be confusion. So here's what I would like to see from G-dubs on this one. Maybe anytime you use specific vernacular or specific verbiage, like man-sized mm-hmm. model, maybe just put it in the rule book. You know, just a thought yeah. as like yeah. a definition keyword. Man-sized yeah. means warrior model that is 25 millimeters. Now I say warrior model because I could be a man on a horse. Am I still man-sized? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm a man. Can you pull me off the horse? Like I'm thinking yeah. of the war bat and pluck. Um, and the reality is like, just specify. Like, Yeah, really so that was the example I was talking about with the listener is, is that I play that rule as a mounted guy is no longer mount man-sized because it's a okay. cavalry model. It's a 40 millimeter. It's not man-sized. It's a horse, right? Yeah. And they play, well, no, it's a man-sized model on a mount. So it's still man-sized model. So no, right there. I wouldn't, because I can think I, about it. Like, yeah, I don't either, but, like, let's just <clears throat> define define that. Anyway, it's not even in the FAQ, so let's get back Moving to the on. FAQ. So, uh, other big, so now the, the big, uh, the big, the nurse, okay, the notable mm-hmm. ones that, that I pulled out. So other may, others may say, mm, it's not really notable, but whatever. So mm-hmm. the Great Beast of Gorgoroth is a battlefield target. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, which means siege weapons can instant give it. Yeah, that's that's a hit, because I mean, right now the Momak is a siege target, so you can't. I mean, that's the other thing about siege weapons. Can you instant give like a siege target, right? Like, or just you just do one wound, right? And I believe right now, because it doesn't really specify in the siege area. Maybe I'm wrong in saying this, um, but siege weapons just do one wound, 
it only specifies that the weapon kills uh, instantly, instantly kills battlefield targets. It doesn't specify mm-hmm. that it instantly kills siege weapons, siege targets. And so by naming the Great Beast of Gorgoroth as a battlefield target, both its howda and the, the Great Beast, um, you are now opening it up to just being slaughtered by a siege weapon. Yeah, that... That's unfortunate for the great beast. <laughs> oh yeah, because it, you 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 could see it being used for so many different things. Um, let's see. We're gonna save the AOL nerfs to the end because those are the juicy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's go into Bjornings. Okay, this yep. is the big one that nailed um, the bears. Okay, mm-hmm. the resilience roll that whole bear save thing mm-hmm. requires a nat six to pass. Yeah. That's it's about it's about nerf. time, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. It's well. It's a well deserved nerf. I mean, when you look at the bears, their resilience comes in two ways. Sorry, three ways. One, they have ridiculously high fight value. Fight seven, yeah. fight eight. You need to strike up against them, right? Mm-hmm. The second thing is, they have heroic defense. So if you swarm them, they're just going to call heroic defense, right? Yeah. And then the third thing is, pre-nerf, they had a five-up fate save. And then they can start rolling their fate rolls because they also have three wounds and three fate. So yeah. like carving through that bloody army and, and the previous FAQ buffed them to say you can now might your fate rolls, right? So it, it buffed them. So they were really strong, yeah. right? The problem is, um, so now, now what they've done is they said, no, your fate save is now a nat six. Now this is a nerf in two ways. It's a nerf in two ways because one, it went from a five to a six, but two, it's a nat six. I mean, you no longer can buff. Can't you no longer it. can buff the um, the save. The, the, so you no longer can might um, the resilience roll. Yeah, it's so after, after just releasing an FAQ that says you're allowed to might rolls like this, they changed this one to one that can't be mighted. That's correct. That's that was correct. in the previous FAQ, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so that's a big change. I mean, it reduces yeah. their resilience. It reduces that roll's effectiveness by 50%. Right. Yeah. So. And I, I look at this, like, I think this is a great nerf for two reasons. Number one, because uh, I think um, the bear models, the two of them, especially the mm-hmm. new one, yep. are somewhat OP in the game. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that the justification for those models being a little OP in the new Legendary Legion is that overall the army itself isn't necessarily OP, right? Like it does well, but um, apparently it's not like a winning every tournament out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're sort of justifying that these models being OP because overall the army isn't really OP. And, and I don't like that because when you come across that model in the game, it just seems just too strong. Um, so I like the nerf for that reason. But most of all, you know, making this a six now is is good in my mind because there's no way that a bear's resilience roll should be better than Durin's magic hat. It's just there not possible. It's just not possible. It's a win yeah. for the dwarves. Even yeah. though they weren't noticed uh, named here, it's a win for the dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the Assault on Helm's Deep Legendary Legion. All right. We're looking at our siege engines here. The ones you can reroll hits, reroll uh, scatters. They've now nerfed that to reroll ones to hit and the ones on the scatter roll. That's that's a big kick in the junk. 
All right. You went from rolling 75% hits. You were rolling, you were rolling from hitting 75% of the time to hitting um, probably slightly better than like 58, 60% of the time. Something yeah, that, that, that is like a huge nerf for, yeah. for those guys. Especially on the scatters, right? Because you really depend on some, sometimes you really depend on re-rolling that dice and getting that six, right? Mm -hmm. Siege Engines and Clash by Moonlight. Siege Engines right. no longer get plus one to wound on splash targets. And I'm pretty sure that this was, um, uh, you know, because in, in Clash by Moonlight, Siege Engines can only hit on sixes. Right, mm -hmm. um, but any shot they get pretty much allows them to get plus one to wound. I don't think it was specified that you get plus one to wound against the splash targets, right? So it's AOE mm -hmm. shots from like the the old twirly whirly. So um, this is this is the clash by moonlight roll that shooting attacks get plus one to wound. That is correct. Yeah. Right. And okay. so what they're saying here is that if this was a bit confusing or nebulous, we're just clarifying this and we're saying that no plus one to wound on splash targets. Yeah. Doesn't count as a shooting attack, I guess, is what it is. Exactly. Because also, like, if you're firing, like, um, the old twirly-whirly at something and you hit, the thing's already strength four against, mm -hmm. you know, anything else. So you yep. hit wounding on five. So giving a plus one to wound makes it a little yeah. silly yeah so now this one the black gate legendary legion this really it encompasses all it encompasses all armies and legendary legions that have this one uh, ability and that is getting plus one to wound against something that you outnumber Okay, so I'm calling the mm -hmm. Black Gate Legendary Legion here but it's also Assault Not Lorien um, I think Mordor it's also Mordor has this right um, no, Mortar doesn't have this one. It's um, Uglug Scouts, I believe, has this one. Okay. And then the uh, the Legendary Legion that has the Shelob in it. Um, that one as well. Girth Ungle, okay. that one. And it's all the ones where you get, like, if you outnumber your opponent in combat, you get plus one to wound. They have dialed this back. And they're saying you don't get plus one to wound for supporting attacks in those fights. Mm -hmm. You only get it for the models that are engaged. That's a big deal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. you know, in many cases, um, your strength four models are the supporting ones and your strength three models, like or, like uh, orcs, are the ones up front, right? Because they've got the shields and whatnot. And you may, like, you maybe swap it up, right? Where your spear support in the back or your pike support with Urukai um, are the ones giving you the, um, the, the, mm -hmm. the strength four from the, the rear. This is a big deal because, generally speaking, if you're outnumbering somebody... Um, you're having four models probably at a minimum, right? Two support, two in the front. You're getting four dice at plus one to wound. Now you're getting two dice at plus one to wound. Now, obviously, yeah. you're probably trapping someone, so you're getting four dice anyways. But mm -hmm. it does make it, um, it dials it back. So I'll say that. Yeah, especially uh, if you're looking for a six to wound, right? The plus one is just super huge. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And most of these armies that have this, generally, are strength three. Uh, which I shouldn't say most because the Black Gate Legendary Legion, you're all Moran and Orcs generally, so you're strength four. But mm -hmm. um, it also allows or preserves the defense six or defense seven armies, right? Because, like mm -hmm. as you said, like if you're strength four and you're fighting against defense seven, yeah. that plus one wound is big. Yeah, well, like I've always said, of all, all of these various special rules, like one of the best ones that you can have is plus one to wound. Oh, it is the, the like, best like special out wound. of anything. It, it's. Yeah. Because it's like giving plus two strength. Exactly. 100%. So it's, it's big. So Master of Lake Town, finally, mm -hmm. 
Finally, this we is, get this a... This is a huge nerve. This is a, ner- a huge nerve. So if you're taking the army yeah. of Lake Town, the master of Lake Town must be your army leader. None of this shenanigans of like, let's put Bard as my leader instead. Okay. Yeah. And he counts as a hero of fortitude for the purposes of yellow and red allies. Mm-hmm. But he also counts as a hero of fortitude when you take him in a yellow and red alliance. Right, so he goes down from valor to being um, hero of fortitude, which is big because he no longer, he's no longer able to take 15 models. He can only now take 12. This is big in that um, plugging in the army of Lake Town into any army, uh, any alliance to give you an extra 15 really cheap models um, mm-hmm. with the master that allows you three turns to bump them up to fight four which is really yeah. strong for cheap models like that. Um, that was like an, an easy easy pick. You would take the, the master, you would take maybe yeah. another captain, you would get 30 or so guys for super cheap <clears throat> that for three turns of the game, three turns, is, is a, is a, three turns of combat is more than enough to do some really strong, do some, have some really mm-hmm. big impact. And you can you know, connect that to any kind of an army, like let's say the Eagles army, any, any kind of army, to really make it a strong list. This mm-hmm. is now saying, enough of that. We're not doing this anymore. you got to pay the Bard tax if you want to do this now. Okay. Bard is the only other hero of valor in the list. You have to take Bard to yeah. allow you to take this army. And then to make matters worse, the master is still your army leader. So I can't even like take Army of Lake Town and then maybe I'll take Eagles, I'll take Wahir as my leader. No. The army of the master is your leader regardless. Mm. And so what that does is it means our missions like contest, you're in trouble. The mm. master is your guy fighting the battles for you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and almost every mission has a leader component to it. And he's not an, he's not a difficult model to kill. So if you combat. take if you take them as allies and let's say you take Bard and the master and a whole bunch of lake town guys and you ally them in with something else so yeah. he still has to be your leader in that scenario yeah, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> that's yeah. The, that's the real whammy like yeah um now i've heard online and i think this is a great idea um they took kirdan they made him a minor hero Mm-hmm. And I think there was one other hero. I think it was Arwen, I think. I could be wrong in saying that. And they also reduced their warband size limit, right? Because the goal was Kirdan's being plugged into too many lists. Let's mm-hmm. reduce his ability. Well, it wasn't Galadriel. Galadriel didn't have that happen to her too? Or? No, no, no. It wasn't Galadriel. It was, it was mostly Rivendell because at the time you could pick up Arwen for a cheap Wrath of Bruinen and mm-hmm. Kirdan was just because he's just so good from a utility perspective. And people were just like, well, hold on, we got to stop this. And so what they did is they nerfed the warband sizes, right? Why don't you do this fix for them? Because, like, Kirdan's really strong in a pure Rivendell list. Mm-hmm. But when you limit him to being a minor hero, elves are friggin' expensive. And elven heroes are even more so expensive yeah. relative to other factions' heroes. Yep. So, like, I want to take Kirdan. But I also want to take 12 elves to go along with him. I can't because everyone has to abuse Kirdan in alliance lists. So mm-hmm. why in a pure list can I not just take Kirdan as a hero fortitude with 12 models? Because I yeah. really need some points efficiency, some warband efficiencies here. Otherwise, what happens is you take two or three heroes. You get at most 30-ish models in your list. Whereas if I can take Kirdan with 12 models, perfect. 
right? But if I'm doing a yellow alliance or I'm allying at all with Kirdan, just reduce him to a minor hero. Yeah. You know? So, moving on. Piercing Strike and Monstrous Charge. I think everyone probably plays it this way anyway, so this is a nice little clarification. Mm-hmm. Piercing Strike, the boost, strength boost you get from it, has no impact or no effect on things that cause a Monstrous Charge, right? It's only used for strikes. Um, and this is important for, like, let's say, um, you only get the knockdown against other monsters if your strength is higher than theirs, right? So mm-hmm. that's the big thing, right? So if I'm strength six and I'm charging a strength seven monster, I don't get the knockdown. Or sorry, if, I'm, if we're both strength seven and I'm charging you, I don't get the knockdown. But if I pierce and struck, now I'm strength eight, you know, I get the knockdown, the double strikes. Um, they're just, they're clarifying that. In case you're playing it this way, that's not how it's meant to be played. Okay. All right. Um, and this one is the kick in the junk to any evil army that takes ring race on fell beast or to Angmar. And that is war beasts or monsters with fly. Disregard yeah, any big. models without the fo- without the following keywords: monster, siege engine, and war beast. For the purposes of in the ways, yeah. in the ways for combat still apply though, and obviously in the ways for terrain. So um, fell beasts um, with ring rates on them, gua here. Um, really rely upon the front line, their other double line. Yeah in front to give them in the way so they can avoid being shot to death. This now just says, that's cute, but no. Sorry. Um, this, this is a real bad rule for Gulivar because oh he's yeah. defense five. And Try not Gulivar, well, not Quire. But Gulivar, yeah, right. well, I mean, still <laughs> still applies to Quahir um, as to, well, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, to the yeah. Eagles. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, but it's yeah, a nice wow. Can, so, like, an orc cannot provide an in the way anymore for Gulivar or for a Ringwraith on Felbeast. That is correct. Yeah. So, you can't even, like, triple stack orcs in front of you to make shooting, you know, pretty much ineffective. Yeah. Because they're, you know, they're saying, like, okay, come on, let's be serious. I mean, the same rule applies to Smaug, right? Like, if you ever took a big enough army, you take Smaug and maybe you ally him in some Goblin Town or something, that's which has happened. Mm-hmm. And you put a bunch of goblins in front of Smaug. Guess what? Smaug gets in the way, right? Now they're saying, okay, that's just a bit silly. We're not, we're not allowing that, right? Yeah. So this is a, this is a great, great choice. Like it's a great, it's a great debuff, in my opinion. In my yeah, opinion. I think I think so too. It it is it is interesting to see if something else will come of this though, because they are messing around with the mechanic of in the way here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll it'll now be interesting to see if this leads to other changes regarding in the way i would love to start seeing like this open as you said this opens up a great opportunity for you to start saying um these models don't give in the ways to those models you know what i mean so you start mm-hmm. building a hierarchy of what does give in the ways to so yeah. I, I have no issue with that whatsoever or, or um, just come up with like some kind of keyword or special rule where if you have that keyword word or special rule you do not benefit from in the ways except for you know, exactly. monsters or whatever. Exactly. Like, for example, Smaug. He should have a special rule that yeah. says gigantic, where he does not benefit from in the ways from pretty much anything. Because, yeah. come yeah. on. Yeah, well, he's a monster with fly, so he now is affected by this. Yeah. All right, so let's dive in the last one. Assault on Lothlorien. Man, did they take a bit of a nerf here. So, let's start it off. Musgur must be your army leader. So, before, you could choose Musgur, or you can choose one of the other named orcs. Now, it's mm-hmm. too bad, so sad. He must be your army leader. Which means you also must take him, right? Um, is he the sorcerer one? 
He is the orc sorcerer, yeah, yeah. who um, gets wither and transfix, I think, and then if he kills he, he's you, he's the profile he that all sorcerers or or not sorcerer shaman. He's he's the profile that all shaman should have in the game. They, I agree with you. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, supporting models, we talked about this. Supporting models don't get the plus one to wound. Again, that's a kick in the butt for 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 the salt and law yeah. Florian. Everyone talks about oh, you know, it's it's the enrage, it's the, yeah. um, uh, the you know the shroud of shadows, spiders that go in with the bat swarm and go for the character kills. That's good mm-hmm. and all, but it's it's the plus one to wound that is the real killer uh, in both shooting and combat. And here's the the creme de la creme of the nerfs: you can't include more goblins than orcs. Yeah, Th- this to me is. Um like they're all have a major impact on the army but like this one to me is the pandora's box uh rule that they're throwing onto the the pile Mm -hmm. here and it's weird because you know you're talking about orcs and goblins here so you're limiting Mm -hmm. the number of goblins that you can take by saying there can't be more of them than orcs. So essentially these are really trash Mm. models basically. But Mm. whenever I think of this rule where this rule should be applied, it's on the other end of the spectrum. It's on the elite spectrum. So Mm. like I'm I'm shocked that this rule has been applied to trash models, but it's not applied to elite models. For example, um, and sorry for players that use this type of army, but these ridiculous armies that you see for, say, like mm. Minas Tirith and the entire army almost is made up of guard of the fountain court, right? And then you might have like four Minas Tirith warriors in your list or something, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so any kind of elite model like that should have a restriction of this type like you cannot take more of this elite model than this like standard troop model so to Mm -hmm. me it's this rule is is probably appropriate here because it's preventing this horde from becoming like ridiculous in size but it also should be applied on the flip side to sort of elite models as well i agree in other armies no i I 100 percent agree um, yeah. It's a simple keyword, elite. You stick it on certain models. That means you can't take more of them than anything else in the army. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'd be totally fine with that. Because this game doesn't have. Um, it's been a long time since I've played 40k, but because in, in when I was playing 40k, they divided up all the army or the unit types into you know heavy support or troops or uh-huh. elite or whatever, and so so like that tag sort of limited what you were allowed to take because you're only allowed to take a certain number of heavy support a certain amount number of elite or whatever and you had to have a minimum number of troops so this game doesn't have anything like that and and so you constantly see this thing being abused like an all um um urukai berserker list for example right um there there's no mechanic right now in middle or strategy battle game that controls that in list building so I don't know, sure, this might be the first time I've seen this. Um, like, I've written an army list recently, um, and I applied this, but on the elite side. So here's an elite model, but you can't have more of these than you have of this regular troop model. Right. No, I 100% agree. Um, yeah. I, I feel like in some ways something big is coming from ESBG, and, and mm. what you're seeing here is the, where they're taking the, the, the game. 
right? Like whether this is an overhaul or whether this is a new addition, I don't know what, it, but I mm -hmm. feel like they're testing the waters here yeah. for certain special rules, certain way they're wording things that will then be included in the base rule set of something yeah. new. Like for example, you don't get plus one to wound for supporting attacks. Okay, that's standard, that's across the board now. Um, the way they're handling the Master of Lake Town, that's different, right? Um, the way that they're doing uh, in the ways now, like these mm -hmm. seem like like new rules that are coming out that could very well apply, you know, across the board. So, yeah, well, I think what we're seeing right now is the strength of the FAQ because these rules yeah. are being reduced gradually over time, while you know the designers are seeing that certain things may not be working properly mm -hmm. in the game. And so changes are being made. And then at some point when a new edition comes up, they'll roll all this up into, into um, the new edition of the game, right? Yeah, I think so. I think the oh. one thing that I would just add to that last comment on the elite models or controlling um, you know, the horde from getting too big with that assault on Lothlorien rule is the one reason I think that this game doesn't have that kind of mechanic to control list building is mm -hmm. just because compared to the other games games workshop has this one like per individual faction there's not enough units in each mm -hmm. faction in general a few of them do right. have enough but for the most part you know a lot of factions have very few units so you know, if you attach like controls on how you can build your list, it means every time you play that list, the army is going to look the same. Mm -hmm. mm. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Something to consider. Okay. Did uh, you do the, did you do the demolition charge one? Oh, I didn't. You're right. I didn't do the demolition charge. I missed it. Yeah. Demolition charge. Because we talked about this before we started the FAQ yeah, segment. Yeah. Um, demolition charge. If you blow up a demolition charge against a building or a really tall wall, it won't hit the models on the other side. Mm -hmm. I think this is such a silly FAQ choice, to, to be honest, because the demolition charge is meant to blow up walls. Literally, that's the whole purpose of it. It's not meant to kill infantry. It's meant to blow up walls. Well, it's so like anything within... It's anything within four inches of the demolition charge, I believe. D6. Um, D6 inches, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so I don't know, I, I'm kind of okay with it. It doesn't seem realistic if you're, like if you're looking at the palisade, the Rohan palisade, right, as a wall, and, and you're saying that the people behind the wall would not be hit, well, that doesn't seem right because it's just like a, like a few logs, you know, which would probably be blown up and splintered. You know, I mean, but if you're talking about if you're talking about like a two inch thick stone wall, then I can see, yeah, that kind of makes sense. No, no, Helm's Deep. No, you don't like it. Eh? Helm's Deep. The bomb blew up the friggin' wall. That was more than two inches. Like that was feet thick. <laughs> Boom! And guess what happened? The people yeah. behind the wall also got smashed by the stone and the rubble. So no, yeah. well, if you can, yeah, if you compare <laughs> it to the explosion in the movie, which was like a huge explosion, yeah, uh, I think the people behind the wall would still be hit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why yeah. I think the demolition charge. <clears throat> you're pretty much nerfing it so that's no longer doing what it's supposed to do blow up stuff and kill stuff on on the other side so yeah. anyways it is what it is yeah so how is this going to impact the meta okay let's dive into this well assault and lothlorien now just got smaller and less lethal right so it's smaller because you have to take orcs 
right? Um, mm-hmm. And less lethal in the sense that you're not getting a plus one to wound from models that are supporting. Now, on the flip side, because you have to take orcs, you now get fight three. So that's something to be said for that, right? So if you're fighting mm-hmm. other fight three armies, you actually have a better chance at winning combats. So that's something. The, the other downside is that your goblin shooting was amazing for two reasons. One, you had 33% bow limit, as well as the prowlers with the throwing weapons. Mm-hmm. Now you have to make strong choices as to um, how many prowlers you want to take, because you can still get the 33% bow limit from the, the goblins. But because you have to take a 50-50 split of orcs and goblins, the number of prowlers you want to take dramatically drops. So Yeah, like that seems to be the thing to me, is the prowlers in the list are so good. Oh, they're um, so good. Yeah, and like now limiting the number of goblins you can take limits the number of prowlers you can take. Agreed. And I mean, the, the, the Musger uh, nerf to me, I mean, I always took Musger anyways as a leader. <clears throat> so to me, I never saw that as an issue. But for those that don't and didn't, um, this is going to hinder you because you're now paying essentially the Musger tax. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Bjornings. Uh, it's going to impact them because bearers are now a viable target. With shooting, um, mm-hmm. combat, yes, but now shooting especially. Because landing a wound on a bear means it's very likely you're going to now hit their fate save. Not their fate-like save, but their fate save, right? Yeah. A nat 6 is not a reliable thing whatsoever, um, especially now that you can't might it. And so your opponent really sort of has to husband um, their might to, to save, to use against modifying their fate rolls instead of being like, I'm out of fate because I and I've taken two wounds, so I'm down to one wound left. Oh, look, I rolled a four on my, my bear resilience. This is pre-nerf. I'll just might it to a five and I'm good. And it's like, no, that's, that's off the table. Um, so really ganging up on bears um, is a viable tactic. Obviously, you want to weaken their, their might store so that if once you do the gang up, they're not going to call heroic defense and, and, and sort of mm-hmm. nail you. Um, but trapping a bear and killing it in one turn when they don't have heroic defense um, is viable, I think, to at me, this point. To me, this, to me, this is almost more applicable for shooting attacks. Yeah. Because um, bears, once they're in combat, it's just so hard to deal with them, even still, even with this mm-hmm. rule. Um, but, like, now they they will risk actually taking a wound, like, before combat starts. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, now that that rule was so strong, like, against uh, siege engines, mm-hmm. um, whereas now it's, like, less than 50% effective than it was before because you're you now you now have like a 17 percent chance to roll a six versus your 34 percent chance to roll a five but it was better than 34 because you could might it right so like it's so much weaker now uh and anyone that plays models that have oblivious to pain or you know Mm -hmm. durin's magic hat like rolling a six when you need to like yeah forget it it's not gonna happen right it's so, fun it's fun when you see it Ooh, yeah it's cool. a fluke when it happens honestly yeah. so so that rule now you know it's that was possibly saving them from damage in the past is pretty much next to eliminated it, mm-hmm. it's just it's just like a little oh by the way i get to see if i can possibly save this on a six exactly yeah and and but and one of the tactics that the bjornings players would use is they would transform into a bear and then they put their bjornings 
behind the bear and use them as like line of sight blockers, right? Mm-hmm. And and as you said, because of this nerf, shooting is actually viable against bears now. So it's like, okay, yeah. well, I'll just shoot the bear, you know? Because yeah. um, if I get a couple wounds on the bear, your, yeah. your bear save isn't probably going to save it, which means it'll splash into your fate, which is, that's where I want it to go anyways. Mm-hmm. So, because once the Bjornings, the, once the bears die, the Bjorning army, while strong, loses its banner. And that's a big thing. Yeah, so. absolutely. And it's like now it's well worth using your might for like a hero with a bow to mm-hmm. put a wound on with a, with a shot. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Another hit to the meta. Lake Town. Army of Lake Town. You're not going to see that a whole lot these days. That mm-hmm. double whammy of the army must be the army leader and gets converted down to a hero of fortitude means you have to pay the bard tax to take this army. And even then, you at that point, it's like, well, the cost effectiveness of this army is severely diminished because mm-hmm. you're not, like, you have to pay Bard, right? And Bard's not a cheap model. So mm-hmm. if you factor Bard's cost into the cost per model, like if you divided Bard's cost out and, and, and added it to the cost per uh, Army of Light Town model, there are mm-hmm. other options to take that are cheaper okay. that aren't going to hinder you with a bad army leader. Okay. Yep. Um, Flying Angmar monsters. definitely. Angmar definitely takes a hit. Yeah. To be honest with you, Gulavar. Or well, Gulavar, Gulavar is, is takes more, a hit. This this to me is the biggest well, impact to this is against uh, uh, a poor ring race, uh, ring race on fell beast and uh, Gulavar. Like these are the two models to me that are like impacted the most here by well, this. Well, a couple actually, it's a couple of things. So there's the Gulivar takes the hit from Angmar without yeah. a doubt, no doubt, no doubt in our mind. Um, and it, it's that Kylie army list where you've got the Witch King, Gulivar, uh, a couple of Barrow Whites, and smattering mm-hmm. of other stuff. That army now becomes even more difficult to play because Gulivar just can't be near his battle line. Mm-hmm. He's got to be in the bush holding up a couple twigs, pretending you don't see him so he doesn't mm-hmm. get shot to death. Um, basic wraiths actually take a take a bit of a hit because now it's like yeah. I can shoot at the Shadow Lord unimpeded because you know, if you're taking a Fell Beast Ring Wraith or a Witch King Ring Wraith um, in a Mordor list, you're almost always taking the Shadow Lord to avoid getting shot to death. But still, I can now shoot the Shadow Lord without any issue, right? I mean, I still need sixes to hit, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. It, but it also hits... Good armies, in the sense that eagles, right? Yeah. Eagles, allying eagles into other lists, like allying eagles into Lothlorien, that kind of thing, that was not uncommon. Um, and now it's like those eagles need to be hiding behind, like you can't hide them behind an elven battle line anymore, or can't hide them behind any battle line anymore. They have to be hidden in terrain, otherwise they can get shot at, right? Yeah. So it, it's a great nerf. It hits good, um, but hits evil a lot more. Uh, and of course, Helm's Deep took a double nerf, one from the um, their, their bows, their, their siege engine, um, the ballista, but also from the demolition charge, right? The demo mm-hmm. charge used to be able to blow up stuff and catch stuff behind the ba- uh, wall. Mm-hmm. Now I can't. Um, and that's a big hit. Um, so on a whole, mm-hmm. you're looking at Angmar, Assault in Helm's Deep, and Assault in Lothlorien, three big um, evil lists that are still being played and played very well mm-hmm. um, all got smacked with a nerf bat hard right mm-hmm. um, does that mean that they're going to get knocked out of the, um, the the top rankings Assault in the Helm's Deep absolutely will um, Gul Angmar it's going to be even tougher now to play them which yeah. is a good thing because once we saw the Galadriel nerf Angmar came back with a vengeance right and so we're now going to maybe see that stemmed a bit 
And then Assault and Lawful Lord has always been the biggest and most annoying thing on the meta right now. It's doing exceedingly well, and this yeah. will definitely knock it down in several pegs. Um, so previously people were saying that the good uh, evil was dominating, um, you know, especially in the GBHL. So we'll see where this goes. Um, the Bjornings took a hit, but they weren't winning tournaments hand over fist. So, um, you know, I, I see the meta probably moving towards the Dragon Emperor's Legendary Legion because that's not been touched yet. Mm-hmm. And it's a very nasty list. So I see that as being right up there um, and being um, uh, probably the new king of the evil armies. <laughs> yeah, from what I uh, hear on, on other podcasts, um, he is nasty. And like I have not played against him yet, surprisingly. Um, but from what I hear is he's kind of OP. He, for 170 points, that's the thing that blows my mind. You look at that model and you think, man, that model's got to be like over 200 points. No, it's 170. And yeah. that's just a steal. And then when you look at the Legendary Legion, like the benefits they get are crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so like having your, your Dragon Knights have, like, all of your heroes have five dice in a dual roll is kind of silly. So that's I have a Elven feeling Lord level of craziness. When we do eventually see a, a nerf come in on the Dragon Emperor, it'll just be in regards to points. I don't think you'll see any rule changes there. I think you will. I think you'll see it in the form of the plus one to fight. I oh, definitely yeah? think you will. Yeah, like the that's a six-inch bubble, and that's a big six-inch bubble. That makes it really hard for you to fight this list where you're not coming up against a fight five model. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the major cha- major challenge people are running into. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the nerf you see on this one is the bubble goes down to three inches. Right on. Right. Yeah. And uh, the poor and demolition charge, man. They just keep piling on the nerfs. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my when, God. when will it end? <laughs> when will it end? <laughs> maybe, end? Maybe we should just rewrite the demolition charge at this point <laughs> right it's like the shade it's like you know it's like the shade you yeah, know like that shade like, has been oh, hammered yeah. so many nerves <laughs> jeez that's going to have to be it for this episode because Andrew had to jet. So the topic I was going to present is now going to become our main topic for the next episode. Um, I did have a trivia question prepared for Andrew for the what have I got in my pocket segment that we haven't had for a long time so i'll just end this episode by asking you the listeners this trivia question and here it is who was the last dwarf in thorin's company to pass away who was the last dwarf in thorin's company to pass away so if you know that answer please email us at northoftheshire1, the number one, at gmail.com or just post your answer to the link in our shares on Facebook. Anyway, that's it for another episode here on North of the Shire. Thanks for joining us and we will see you again next time.
Um, quick pause. How is the sound in the background? <laughs> 